What is up, everybody? Thanks again for joining me for another edition of Bauman's Breakdown. Mike Bauman with you as always, alive and in the flesh. I'm so happy to be giving you guys this week's episode, and just, just, I'm just happy in general, man. I'm excited. This is like my favorite time of year. March is, it's the month of my birthday. It's also March Madness with basketball, even though right now I had uh, Iowa State in the championship game against Kentucky, and they lost in the first round. Uh, I'm getting ready to go on vacation with uh, some people that I love very, very dearly. I get like one vacation a year, and I'm going for 10 days this year, and I'm really excited. So I'm just uh, just a lot of positive positive vibes heading into this week's show and that's the way I like to keep it and this week's show is brought to you by no I'm just kidding (laughs) wouldn't that be nice um in all seriousness this week's show features a man who also shares the same name as me and that is Mikey from Islander this is a band that I actually started listening to Really, within the last couple of months, I'm a huge Corn fan. They're one of my top five favorite bands of all time. And I was actually watching this interview on YouTube a few months back, and it was with Fieldy and, and Head. And they were, there's like this series on YouTube. It's like these little kids interviewing bands. It might even be called that, actually. And uh, this little girl asked the question of, like, what, what song takes you to your, to your happy place, or what song makes you really happy? And Fieldy and Head both said New Wave from Islander. And so it piqued my interest. I listened to some of their songs that I ended up buying the album, Violence and Destruction, which came out in July on Victory Records. And I loved it. And there's actually a moment in this interview where I, where I tell Mikey that. I'm like, hey, dude, I'm not just saying that because you're doing the show with me. And he kind of laughed a little bit. Maybe he thought I was full of it or whatever, you know what I mean? Or maybe he just, you know, was flattered. Who knows? Uh, but I meant it because I, I really do enjoy this record. I mean, obviously, as a journalist, when when you are crafting stories and you're talking to artists, I mean, you know, you don't want to come off as, as a fanboy, you know, with whoever you're talking to. Your job is to, as a journalist, is to tell the truth. That's your, your number one job. Tell the truth. Give the truth to the people. And... Uh, you know, there's there's all kinds of stuff you get out of a conversation with somebody, and you have to craft your story. So legitimately, though, I can tell you guys, obviously, I wouldn't be investing this much time into doing a podcast featuring musicians or writing about music if I didn't enjoy it. You know what I mean? You can still be unbiased and still still write well and, and be truthful in your work even if you enjoy something, you know what I mean? Like, so, so obviously I wouldn't be doing this stuff if I didn't like it. I love music. I love music. It's been part of my life for as long as I can remember all the way back to when I was a little kid and I had a friggin' Mickey Mouse guitar. My dad would play Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers in our living room on a sound system that he hooked up, you know, and I, I loved free falling. I mean, so I love music. So my point being that you can be an unbiased writer and be a fair writer and a truthful writer, but still love what you do. I mean, I, I, I can only speak for myself, but I got to imagine a lot of writers out there are writing about what they're writing about because they love to write, you know. So anyway, uh, I, I really like this record, Violence and Destruction. I really, I, I don't think that there's any 
filler tracks on there, and I, I, I really enjoyed the, the spiritual aspect of it too. And, and, and that brings me to my, my next point, which is uh, I'm going to put the link up to the story on the podcast uh, on the website at com, so you guys can check out the stuff uh, that I wrote. But this this podcast, especially this episode, is a good example of, of really why I started doing this podcast, which is there's only so much that I can fit in 700 to 800 words, you know. And in the case with Mikey, as you guys will hear in this conversation that we had together, you know, first of all, he was really down to earth. He was really friendly. He was very kind. But Mikey is also very open about his spirituality and his faith in God. Uh, those of you who follow the band closely probably know that. Those of you who, who aren't so familiar with with Islander will will hear, will hear about that in this interview. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, he he wears the whosoever's gear a lot, which uh, is a movement that was co-founded by Sonny Sandoval of POD, one of Mikey's um, mentors, you could say, and a good friend of his, as you guys will also hear about in this interview. And um, really, I, I I thought you know. It, it sometimes, especially when it comes to faith and God and religion, religion obviously is a very polarizing topic with a lot of people. I believe in God. I grew up Catholic. As I've gotten older, I would say I'm not really religious and more spiritual in terms of having a personal relationship with God and believing in God and trying to have faith and trust in the process of life and really just every single day just try to be good to people you know um and so for me it's it's more of a personal thing and i talk to people about it when when you know they ask and everything um but but religion for me just growing up catholic i mean there there was a lot about it that i liked there was uh quite honestly a lot of about it that i that i didn't like and i think as you get older we all kind of find ourselves, you know, I've got people close to me who, who, who don't know what to believe, whether to believe in God or science or whatever the case may be. But to make a long story short, I, this is a good example of, of why I do the podcast because I, I like giving you guys the whole conversation, especially if it's, it's a good conversation and, and it's with, with good people. And Mikey, um, even though I've only talked to him once, obviously he seems like a really good dude to me. And, I think that when it comes to something like religion, I don't want, or God, or spirituality, I, I, I don't want anything that I put my name on to, to leave the listener or the reader uh, with, a, with a muddied type of takeaway from it. You know what I mean? And especially with something like God and religion, like I said, that's a very polarizing thing. And in the, in the case with the stuff that we talked about in this conversation, as you guys will hear, I, I wanted it to stand alone in terms of putting it on the podcast because there's so much going on with Islander right now. I mean, they, from the touring they've done to, uh, you know, Mikey talking about his relationship with his wife and how he even got back into music in the first place, there, there were so many different elements going on. And I thought, you know what, I, I, I know that the other stuff I can string together and make it cohesive and, and coherent, but the, the spiritual aspect of it, I could do the same thing but he gave so much good stuff on his personal faith and, and, and his belief in God that I was like, I don't want to chop that up and try to squeeze it into 800 words. So so that's why when you read the story and you listen to the podcast, if you do both, um, well, first, thank you. But if you do both, that's that's kind of how I wanted to, to break this up. 
you know, because it, it was a really good conversation. Uh, we had some difficulties with the audio initially, which sometimes that happened. Uh, in, in retrospect, I wish I, I would have recorded it in, in my room instead of instead of the kitchen because uh, the sound w- was a little echoey at first. But um, but it ended up being a good conversation. I thought with Mikey, I really enjoyed it. And I'm really excited to see what the future holds for Islander. You know, I haven't had a chance to see these guys live yet, but the the shows look like they, they have a lot of energy, have a lot of life. And uh, whenever there's people out there that are strong in their beliefs and they're they're doing things for, for what it seems like the greater good and it seems like Mikey is, that that is something that I'm down with and I think is really cool. You know, people who are genuine and genuinely good. I think that those are those are good qualities. So without further ado, I'm gonna shut my mouth and give you guys my conversation with Mikey from Islander. Here it is. <laughs> All right, man. Well, well, thanks for uh, for taking some time with me today, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, dude, thank you. Uh, the the first thing I want to ask you, man, is just uh, this this past year has been uh, a pretty big one for you guys. I mean, what just what has this been like, just as far as all the touring you've done and all the bands you've gotten to play with and, and the places you guys have gotten to go? I mean, it's it's been a pretty pretty good ride this year. For you, uh, I read that, that one of the things that, that really got you into um, to wanting to do this was, was going to see a, a POD show with your brother, but um, how, how long has music really been a big part of your life, and, and was that kind of like the tipping point for you as far as wanting to be a singer? I mean, what, what was that like? Um, that was the night that I fell in love with music. Like, I already listened to a lot of music just because I had to, because my brother was always jamming stuff, and uh the night that I decided I wanted to, to do this with my own, like, life was, uh, when I saw a band called Ludacris, who later became Norma Jean, but this, uh, the original lineup, it's like Josh Scoggin in the band, and, uh, I saw them in the gymnasium, but uh, they were doing, like, handstands, and throwing their guitars, and, like, Josh was hanging upside down from my basketball goal. <laughs> And how about how about your voice, man? I mean, obviously, uh, you guys do a good job of balancing sort of the the melody with the abrasive stuff. I mean, did it did it take a while to to come up with that, or did it did it just kind of happen naturally for you as far as defining defining your own voice and your own sound as as a singer? Yeah, that's all. Stuff like that. 
And, and for you guys, too, I know that you, a few of you were in a, a band a while back, um, like almost eight years ago now, and then you, you, you guys kind of went your separate ways and then circled back around. What, what kind of led to you guys coming back around and, and, and doing the Islander thing a few years ago? That's so. That's crazy. I mean, that was what, what, like three years ago, and now you guys are here. Um, 2011. So that is almost four now. Four years. those years like uh like in between i mean were, were you going to school and stuff i mean and obviously you got married i mean what what was kind of what was kind of going on between going back from not being in a band to being back in a band again It's it's it sounds like it's it's good the, uh, the the music stuff where I actually went to school for journalism and I and uh, I do like broadcasting and and this stuff and writing and I and I love it but uh, it's it's I still I still got a part time in retail to make the the job uh, or the you know 
the financial ends meet. So your your wife's push for the music thing was probably a, a good a good shove in the right direction, man. Yeah, well, I mean, it was like financially. I mean, we're not making any money. Um, like, you know, as of right now, I, I don't have really anything in my pocket. Um, <laughs> and I actually bought a $1 Dr. Pepper off of our guitar player last night but in change. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm kind of, I'm kind of believer. At the end of the day, you got to do what you love and believe in what you do, and and things will fall in the in the place if you kind of keep keep an open mind and be be open to just kind of what life brings to the table, you know. That's that's deep, man. I mean, uh, spirituality-wise, uh, that that was one thing. Um, that was one thing I noticed right away when I listened to Violence and Destruction too. It was was some of the themes in there. Um, for and, and for you, it, it seems like from from everything that I've that I've read and seen of you guys and you personally, like always wearing the the whosoever stuff. Um, how long is as as spirituality and a closeness with God and an openness with that? Is that always been a part of your life, or is it, or is it something that kind of developed later on in life? What were the tattoos again that you said you and your wife have in your arm?
Yeah, that's cool, man. I mean, I like I I grew up Catholic, so uh, you know it was very. It's kind of more. It's a very. I mean, compared compared to some other religions, I guess it's not as strict, but there's there's definitely a lot of like the. I, I kind of noticed as I got older that I, I I would see a lot of people who would go to church on Sundays, but kind of not not live it the the other six seven days of the week and. I've had some friends who who are just good people, but you know when you're young, sometimes you you act out and you have different things going on. And I I would kind of see certain teachers and stuff not give them the benefit of the doubt, even though they had stuff going on at home. So to to kind of make a long story short, like I, I I still personally in my own life I still have have a relationship with God, but I, I think um I think sometimes religion can be a little a little confining, and that and that was something that I noticed about the the whosoever's movement. Even it seems like with Head and Sonny and, and guys like you are spearheading that. It's it's it goes along kind of with what you're saying, and almost kind of some of the stuff that I own believe about. You know, it's it doesn't if you if you can find God in church, that's that's great, but it's it's kind of more of a come as you are type of thing. Yeah, it makes it makes sense, man. And, and and for you, I mean, just just being able to be in the in the position that you're in now with with Islander, where you guys have gotten on some some bigger tours and you've gotten a chance to to go all over the country. Um, how, how do you feel like that's that's helping you? Maybe maybe kind of bring that sort of love and that sort of message to people. I mean, are are you finding that there's some some pushback or, or, or are people receptive of it? I mean, how how is that going as far as like um, when you get a chance to to talk to maybe some kids after a show? you don't you don't get hated anymore man that's that wouldn't be cool um He's all the stuff. 
I mean, in the in the response that you guys have gotten, I mean, it, it just seems like even even on on social media and everything that um, people really seem to be responding well to the album. And and actually, part part of how I discovered you guys too is uh, growing up, I was just a I was a huge Corn fan. And when I was in like seventh grade, I got uh, Pod's Fundamental Elements of Southtown, and and I. I I still really, really enjoy that record, and and always loved Sonny's voice and kind of, kind of what they did musically. Um, how how is that for you to to not only be friends with these guys now, but but have those guys give so much praise uh, praise to your music, especially when you were when you were on the Mayhem Fest tour? I mean, is, was that just kind of like a a dream scenario to have people that you you look up to that are now become your friends, and you even recorded a song with Sonny? that like to record with uh with sunny man especially uh you know i i had read too that um that and you even mentioned that earlier that that pod was is a band that you've always liked and that that record uh the fundamental elements of south town was was one of your favorite records i mean was that kind of surreal did you kind of have to pinch yourself when it came time to actually be able to to, to do a song with them For him to be to like befriend you too. I mean, what what have you learned from him? I mean, that's a guy that's obviously with Pod. They've they've been through a lot in the music industry, and, and they were part of kind of at that peak in the in the early two thousands. I mean, what what kind of advice has he given you just about sort of being on the road and, and being a touring band?
And you guys, uh, JR's been with you guys since since about like December, right? I mean, what what's it been like having having him in the band as a guitarist, and and how did that relationship come about with him? And, and, and yeah, when and when he was in Love and Death, I think when when he got picked up by Brian, he was he was a pretty pretty young kid at the time. I think he was only like fifteen or sixteen. And and I remember seeing some of the initial songs that they were doing with him, and I, I was like, I, I couldn't believe that somebody that young was 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 doing what he was doing on the guitar. Mikey, I'll ask you just a few more before I let you go, man. And I really appreciate you taking the time today, dude, for real. For you, uh, personally, I know I know you're a big wrestling fan, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> and was it was it uh, is, is Sting is Sting your favorite? What um have have you gotten a chance to to meet him at all? Or have you have you I mean and on this path, I mean obviously you guys have, have gotten a chance to meet a lot of people, a lot of different bands and stuff, but have you have you had a chance to actually meet him yet? I uh, I I remember growing up like I'm I'm 27 and I I still think that the mid 90s was a pretty good I know the 80s was was huge for wrestling watching some of the old videos and stuff and some of the great tag teams and everything but that was kind of a cool period where you sort of had like the bad NWO and I used to love Sting just because he he was kind of like he kind of had like that the crow type of image and he would come down from the rafters and stuff but that was that was a good heyday where you had like uh, the WWE and uh, WCW kind of going at it with each other. There was a lot of good wrestlers back then. Now, if you, I, I, I kind of want to ask you an, an, an interesting one too. If you were, if you were stranded on an island and you had one album, one item of food, let's just say, like miraculously, you had like one item of food or one dish that was prepared for you every day, and everything else you kind of had to just go hunt for and do what you had to do. What, what would the the food and the album be if you knew you were going to be there for one year and that's all you had? Just one year. Just one year. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah, so like. Yeah, yeah, but but you you. Yeah, just just one album, and then you you can have one one item of food that would just like let's say if it was like a cheeseburger that would just miraculously be there, but everything else you'd have to hunt for. If you had to put together, uh, or let's say in a dream scenario, uh, you could put together a five-piece band. They can be alive or dead. You can have a singer, two guitarists, a bassist, and a drummer. What what would be a collection of, of five musicians that you would love to hear an album from? What's that? Yeah, yeah. If you could have any any five any five musicians, like a singer, two guitarists, a bassist, and a drummer, what what would be that five piece that you would love to hear a, a record from? And they and they can be alive or dead. That's an interesting combination, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, hey, the the last thing I'll ask you, Mikey, and thanks again for, for being gracious with your time today, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, I I I really enjoyed your guys' record, um, and and I think that you guys um, did a really good job of blending like the the melody with the the spirituality and the heaviness. That's kind of a that's a tough 
that's a tough line to, to balance all those things. And I, and I really think you, you guys did a good job. And I'm not just saying that because you were nice enough to talk to me today. I think you guys did a really good job with it. Um, where, where do you, being in the position that, that you're in now, um, you know, and, and, you, and being open with your faith and everything and, and kind of have things come together they, the way they've come together with Islander, um, as, as somebody who believes in, in God and, and, is, and is open about talking to people about that and, and now having your band be in a position where you guys are starting to gain more fans and get on these tours and stuff, I mean, where, where do you hope this thing goes, you know, in, in terms of just a few years ago, this was just something you were just, you were doing for fun and now it's obviously still fun, but it's, it's something that's kind of picking up steam. Or steam. How, how do you hope things uh, to pan out over the next couple of years? To have your wife with you full time? Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care how it's going, so I'm not going to have that. <laughs> no, that's a good answer, man. Well, Mikey, uh, thanks again, man. I, I really, I really appreciate the time, and uh, hopefully, one of these, one of these days, I, I can come, come out and check out a show and, and uh, meet you in person, man. Maybe our paths will cross down the line. Righty dighty, there you have it. That was Mikey, vocalist for Islander. Really enjoyed the conversation, my friend. If you ever listened to this, thank you so much for taking the time. You were very gracious with me. I really appreciate it. And for all of those of you who just checked it out, make sure you go follow these guys on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Islander official. You can also check out the band on Twitter forward slash islander underscore band that's their handle at islander underscore band and pick up violence and destruction man it really is a really good record i i think it's uh it's a it's a great balance between heaviness and melody and mikey as you guys heard in that conversation talked about his different influences from new wave and synth pop to the heavy musical artists that he likes and listens to and it was a really fun conversation. So thank you so much, Mikey, if you ever listened to this. I really appreciate it, man. And I meant what I said. I really enjoy the record. And, and hopefully somewhere down the line, not too far down the line in the near future, uh, our paths will cross and we'll get to meet in person, man. I really, really appreciate the time. And just like I said, these guys are good dudes, man. You know, I, I really I think the record they put together is great. I can't wait to hear the new stuff. And these guys have just been touring their butts off, man, from mayhem last year to being out in the road with papa roach and seether and king and now red and three years hollow another really good band you guys should check out i'm sure most of you know about red and if not check them out their new record of beauty and rage and then they're going to be hitting the road islanders going to be hitting the road with nothing more who you've uh, heard on this podcast as well and that i think is going to be the we are not machines tour the second edition of that i think the first one was last year with uh sleep wave i believe was one of the main supports with nothing more last year for that and then they've got a bunch of festivals coming up so a lot of big stuff going on for islander right now i want to say thank you again to mikey really appreciate the time man hope the future sees you well and like i said hopefully our paths will cross in the near future at some point and i also want to give a big shout out and big thank you to rachel from victory records who helped put this whole thing together it was kind of spur of the moment last week when i got in touch with her and she was nice enough to get in touch with 
everybody she needed to get in touch with to make this thing happen. So I really appreciate it, Rachel. And uh, I'm just excited, like I said, man. You know, I, I, I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation. You know, sometimes when people talk about God, people, and that's what makes me kind of bummed out, you know, is, you know, and even growing up Catholic, a lot of people that I knew who grew up Catholic aren't really practicing Catholics anymore. And I, and I think a lot of it is because in religion, and I can't speak for all religions, but there are a lot of rules. There's a lot of regulations. There's a lot of don't do this, do that, don't do this, do that. And, and I think when you, you know, I didn't go to Catholic school until I was in junior high, but I, I went to church from the time I was a kid and I took religious education classes every week while I was going to public school until I went to Catholic school. So, you know, we were very much practicing Catholics. And like I said, I'm not dogging the religion that I grew up with. I mean, by all intents and pur- purposes, I'm I'm still I'm still a Catholic, you know, and I think that there's a lot of really, really awesome things that the Catholic Church does do for people. And so I don't want this to come off as I'm slamming the religion that I grew up with, but I do think that sometimes and I can only speak for for the religion that I grew up with with Catholicism is that sometimes the rules um and and the element of 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 even guilt can can turn people off, you know. And and I really the the God that I believe in is not a fire in brimstone, you should be ashamed of yourself, you sinner, you know, uh, carry type, you know, situation. Go lock yourself in your closet and pray. You know what I mean? Like, they're all going to laugh at you. You know, that's not the, 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 that's not the God that I really think exists. And I do think God exists. Um, I think God is a loving and forgiving being, I don't know if God is male or female. I don't. I don't focus in on that. I don't know if God looks like, you know, uh, a guy that could have been in the Bee Gees, like all the pictures that I grew up seeing of Jesus, just just beautiful white man with a flowing beard and flowing hair. You know, you can tell by the way. You know, I I don't know. Do I think that's what Jesus looks? Like? I don't know, and I, and I don't concern myself with that. All I know is that I believe God is love. That's what I know in my heart. You know, I, w- I was really, really close with my grandpa who passed away in September of 2011, Vic Ratty. One, one of the greatest people that I knew, the way that I treat people, the way that I talk to people, the way that I try to carry myself, a lot of it comes from him. He was a very loving man. He was funny, and he was the type of guy that if you were in a public place, and let's say you were at the the grocery store and you saw him in aisle six talking to somebody and that person was laughing and smiling and from a distance it would look like they are really good friends catching up but often was the case with my grandpa was that was somebody that maybe he saw at the gym a little bit or maybe it was a complete stranger he just had a way with people where he knew how to make people feel comfortable he knew how to to break down those walls it was effortless for him it really was effortless for him. And he taught me a lot about how to carry yourself, you know, without even really telling me, you know, just, just by being around him. And the correlation I make with that, with God, is that I was very angry when my grandpa died. Even though he had a good run and he was 84 years old, I was, uh, it, it really hurt me. It really did. Um, because he went quick. 
you know, which is probably a good thing. You know, he didn't suffer for too long in the hospital. But in my mind, I felt like it was too much suffering, you know. Um, for a guy that took really good care of himself physically, he, he didn't have Alzheimer's, but he started to have uh, some dementia. Uh, he was getting a little aphasic and forgetting the names of things. And, and it was, I, I, there was a period where I really resented uh, God when my grandpa died. And I was very um, upset. You know, I felt like, how, how could somebody who was a good human being like this, and he had his flaws. He was an alcoholic. He quit t- cold turkey in his 40s, you know, because my, my grandma basically gave him an ultimatum. was like, hey, man, you know, it's, it's me and the kids or whatever it is that you're doing, but you can't keep doing this. And he quit cold turkey and, and started running marathons and getting himself in shape and, and um, you know, totally turned his life around. And so he, he's not without his flaws, obviously. But my, my grandpa, it, it was tough to see how he died because um, I felt like he suffered too much and I resented God for a little bit for that. I did. I really did. I had never lost anybody that close to me in my life to that point. So to lose what really honestly was one of my best friends in the whole world and, and a man that I love very, very much in that type of situation was devastating to me. And I, I was cold and callous for a what, little while. And it bothered me that, that um, I, I didn't have a whole lot of uh, connection with my grandpa, you know. Um, not to get too crazy on you guys, but, you know, I, I think when we dream that, that, that there is sometimes you can get, and some people might think I'm crazy when I say this. Some people might think they're totally random and, you know, the science people will, will say that everything can be explained by science and, oh, that's a chemical in your brain that triggers this reaction from the memory lobe and that's why you saw your grandpa in your dream. But, you know, after he passed, every time I would dream about him, I it would be him in the state that he was the last couple of years of his life where he, he his memory wasn't as good and, and he was kind of becoming a shell of who he, who he was previously. And um, But then I started to let go. I started to realize, you know what, he did have a good run. He didn't suffer in the hospital as long as a lot of other people do. And I can't resent God anymore for that because death is part of life. And I can tell you guys that I still feel my grandpa around. I still feel his presence. I feel him watching over me. I I wear a necklace every day that he had. Um, that they actually were going to bury him with. And I was like, no, he's, no. I, I, I would like at least, at least something of his. And he, he wore that every day. And I still wear that with me every day. Um, I wear it during every broadcast of every game that I do. And he's with me every day. And I really believe that there is a life after this one. And I believe that there is a God and there is a spirit realm where we go. And that it's love. And so for me, I really believe in just trying to treat people the right way, no matter what kind of day that I'm having. A lot of that comes from my grandpa. And and that's the restoration of my faith really started with letting go of the anger I had when my grandpa died. Not that I ever lost faith in God, but but it it was definitely challenged. And uh, so, so really... Where I'm going with this whole thing is, you know, whether you believe in God or you don't believe in God, it's okay. It's okay. But don't be afraid 
to keep an open mind and in an open dialogue. You know, I think sometimes, especially when it comes to God, people who don't believe or who are skeptical are often skeptical and don't believe because they've been surrounded by people who do believe in God who are judgmental. And that turns people off. So, but I can tell you that the people that I know who genuinely believe in God aren't aren't those types of people. So if you are out there and you are struggling with faith, man, that's natural and it's normal because everybody does, man. Everybody does. And none of us know. The truth is is that none of us, we're all in this world, right? We're in this life. So we, we don't know what lies beyond, you know? Um, there are a lot of people who have had near-death experiences and you can choose, obviously, whether or not you believe it or if you think it's a bunch of hullabaloo. Uh, the, some, some of the people that, you know, go wherever there is and come back. But all I can say is, is that I do believe in God. It is the center of, of my life. And I do need to have more faith. You know, I, I've talked about my journey on this podcast several times with, you know, losing my job and getting back into this stuff and, you know, just, just not being afraid to go for, for it in life, for the things that you love. And I think that if you pursue the things that make you happy and you're good to people, that's a good start if you don't believe. It's a good start to just do the things that make you happy and, and above all else, you know, be good to people. That's why I say that at the end of this podcast, that was something that my grandpa told me after he had passed, or my grandma told me after my grandpa passed, and something that my mom even told me, you know, about what he would write in in the cards that he would send at Christmas and everything to, to his kids, you know, keep the faith. He would say a lot, my grandpa told me, and be kind to one another. And that's why I say this at the end of every show, because I really believe in that. You got to keep the faith, whatever it is that you believe in, and be kind to one another, you know, um, and, and, and being good to people is a big part of that journey and just, and just keeping an open heart and an open mind in life. So I really want to thank you guys for listening. I got a little deep there, man. <laughs> I got a little deep there, but, but, uh, faith is a growing thing. And I'm, I'm glad Mikey, uh, was open about his spirituality with me. And, uh, from what I've seen from the whosoever's movement with Sonny Sandoval and those guys, it, 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 it seems like they genuinely just want to bring people to Christ and, and, and show people that God is love. And, and I think that that's a, that's a cool thing and that's a positive thing. So thanks again, Mikey. I really appreciate the time. There was part of the interview where I actually felt kind of stupid because he was telling that story about the, the tattoos that he has with his wife. And, and there's, some, there's some times where people just say things that are, are so like uh, profound or, or so eloquent and, and you just don't even know how to respond. You know what I mean? And I was just like, I was just like, that's deep, man. You know, <laughs> so... I felt kind of stupid for saying that, but I really didn't know what else to say. I mean, it was a great story, and I, I was just kind of like, you just, it's just one of those moments where you're like, I, I, I don't know how to respond to that. It was such a beautiful way that he put that and such a deep connection with his wife and the Remember the Birds tattoos. And anyway, that's just probably me being a little too hard on myself. But once again, make sure you go check out Islander at facebook.com forward slash Islander official and check them out on Twitter at Islander underscore band. Thanks again, Mikey. Thanks again, Rachel. And thanks again to all of you who are checking out the show, whether it's every week or once in a while, however you found it. I'm glad you found it. I'm glad you're on board with me doing this thing. I really enjoy bringing these things to you guys each and every week. And uh, it's fun to been been back on this in a, in a consistent basis. So thank you.
I really appreciate it. I'm going to go on vacation for a week. I'm going to try to get up another episode. I'm going to kind of see how today goes. But uh, I've got some things i got to get done before I, I leave for vacation. So I may or may not have one for you guys next week because I'm going to be away from work stuff. But this isn't really like work to me. This is fun. So keep an eye out. I'll let you know either way. You know, whether or not I, I do an actual show, I'll probably post something. So, but thanks. Remember, you can check it out on iTunes if maybe that's how you got there in the first place. Podcast Addict is an app that you can download. All of my favorite podcasts that I listen to are on there with Jay Moore and more stories and the Crab Feast with Ryan Sickla and Jay Lawson. Uh, love those guys. And, uh, you know, Jamie Josta's podcast is awesome. I love that dude. And, uh, you know, but Podcast Addict is somewhere where you can go and check out these shows every week too and subscribe there. And on the YouTube channel, just go to YouTube, type in Bauman's Breakdown. I have all but a couple of the past episodes up. So stuff like, you know, from, from everything from Nonpoint to Corn to uh, Beaver Nelson to Tropic Bombs. Uh, surrender the fall. There's a, there's a lot of fun stuff on there. My buddy Andy from I have radio. So, uh, if you're interested in checking out some of the old shows, that's where you can go check them out. Just go to youtube.com and type in Bauman's breakdown. So on that note, I just want to wish each and every one of you a happy, awesome, lovely Friday. Thanks again to Mikey from Islander. Go check out their album violence and destruction if you get a chance to go see these guys on tour support them they seem like really good dudes and i really really enjoy this record and on that note i will say keep the faith and be kind to one another peace